Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hello and welcome to That Gabby Roslin Podcast with me, Gabby Roslin. In this episode, I am unbelievably thrilled and rather overexcited to chat to the wonderful superstar that is Josh Groban. We chat about creating a brand new theme park called Grobenland. Yes, we took it very seriously. Also, being an introvert and shyness, working with Robin Williams, meeting Annie Lennox, his friendship with Oprah Winfrey and his foundation called Find Your Light which provides all children with arts education. He is an amazing guy. He really, really is. Plus, his stunning new album, Harmony, performing a new collection of timeless songs and two originals. Songs like The Impossible Dream, Angels, yes, Robbie Williams is Angels, I Can't Make You Love Me, Celebrate Me Home, which, in fact, he sings a little bit of it just for you guys. He really is incredible. I am now a Josh Groban superfan. Oh, Josh, can I tell you, I have spent today in Groban land. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now, listen, I've decided because Dolly has Dolly World, you need Groban yes. land. Do I need Groban land? Would it be an yes. amusement park? Would there be, would there be treats and rides? And yeah, oh, I, let's design it together. That okay. sounds good. All right. So I've got it. You've got the, in the middle, you've got Olga, the accordion. Oh, my, my, my dear, sweet Olga. Yeah, I um I haven't played Olga in in a very long time. I, <gasps> I I picked up I picked up the accordion for my Broadway production and you know, I there's something about having to lug it around for a year and a half straight that when you're finally able to undo the back issues that you uh you did when you were in the show, you know, it, it she stayed in the case. She stayed in the case. I I I still have my piano. I can sit down at that. I don't have to pick it up, which is a really nice thing about the always piano. helpful. Yeah, always always helpful. helpful. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I think I think uh, it might be time to, to to bring out the old squeeze box. It's it's uh, it's time. There's a lot. She's got a lot to say. I bet. I, I bet she has. I think she needs to be the center in the center, so everybody can go up and have a squeeze, and that's how you. Everybody that's how can we, have a squeeze. Yeah, we can all enter Grobenland with a squeeze. Oh man. I, I think that that is the oddest and most wonderful way 
to open a park that I've ever heard of. And uh, I'm, I'm all in. I'm all nothing. in. I, I, love, I love nothing more than to confuse people. Perfect. So that's, uh, that'll do it. That'll do and, it. Thank you, I've, Gabby. I've worked out the snacks that are going to be available because, as I said, I've Have been you? in Groban land all day, so I know everything about you. Apparently, endamami is your thing in your rider. Yeah, I love it. So love it. endamami snacks everywhere. The squeeze oh, of Olga. Wow. And they meet uh, a virtual uh, you and Oprah Winfrey yeah. and Robin we, Williams and Barbara Streisand all together. Oh my goodness! We're all just holograms. They just yeah. we, we all meet the meet them just yeah. How wonderful! And this then is the like Muppets, an episode of Black the Mirror. The Muppets are there as well. Oh, of course they are. I mean, this is and and I, I'd like to think that between the edamame, the accordion, and the holograms of myself, Oprah, <laughs> Robin Williams, Barbara Streisand, and the Muppets, yes. that other, otherwise it's just an open parking lot. That otherwise it's just... <laughs> There's no rides, no restaurants. No, but also because you're a pilot, you could, oh, yeah. you could fly over and you can yeah. do the video footage of your own land. Oh my goodness. That's, that's so, I feel like that's making such an effort and yet also so detached. Everybody goes, look, every, look everyone, he's actually here. And I, and, and I'm just, and I'm just, I've just got my camera out the window. I'm just taking drone footage. Don't mind me. Thanks for coming to my park. Enjoy the soybeans. <laughs> also, I know there's a, there's yeah. a whole thing uh -huh. um, with lots of, Pets dressed in human clothes. Oh my God! You know, I did an episode of uh, of what? What's the show you have Room over there? 101. Room One Hundred One. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and I, I, uh, you really have done your research, Gabby. I, uh, I told Frank that that uh, that was going to be my thing. I was going to put in there was was pets dressed in human clothes. I will say though that I've evolved since then. I feel like the no, costumes, no, the no. costumes for you don't think so? Should I no, not, not go back? On? Okay, I All hate right. them. Okay, all right. I'm so glad. But there are there are some some comfy ones. There are like I feel like there are some that I, I saw an adorable viral video yesterday of a, of a little a little Westie Terrier dressed as a, as a panda bear, and the the you know it no. looked comfortable to the dog. It was like no. wearing a onesie. No, you've all gone right. to the other side. What has I happened? Just, well, I you know I I just Halloween has happened here in America, and you know you you see enough. Instagram videos of people's dogs in adorable outfits, and no. and they 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 look happier. I don't know whether the the drugs for dogs are better now, but <laughs> uh, I, maybe I don't know. It's just they seemed happier. But I, I'm okay. I'm with you, Gabby. Thank you for oh. for keeping oh, me. This no, is no, why no, no, no. people ask me how I've been able to maintain course this whole this whole career, and it's because of friends like you for pulling me back <laughs> when I stray when I stray too far. Also, the other thing, which is. Possibly in, in everything that I've read about you, one of my favorite things is your sleep talking and your sleep singing. Oh, yeah. And you've talked yeah. about it here with Michael McIntyre. You've talked about that's it there right, that's on right. the Kelly. Well, it was going to be you, really. It should be you doing that show. On Kelly and uh, Ryan, they, I, I took my own phone out of my pocket. Michael McIntyre stole it. He yes. took it right from me and he and he starts flipping through. And uh, I'm quite used to just, you know, singing for a few minutes, maybe on a, on a show. That's a first, having my sleep talks broadcast to an entire nation. Okay, so in the in the amusement park, there should be a sleep talk. A sleep zone. Sleep talk emporium or a sleep yes. zone um, where they would just listen to my creepy sleep talking or they would be able, we would knock them out somehow. Yes. And we'd allow them to, to REM sleep, sleep. Yeah, and they all sing. We'd record them. You record them. And then that's the next album. 
Right. Yeah, we don't even play it back for them. Thanks for coming. I hope you enjoyed your nap. <laughs> they won't know, but they won't know. This is a weird, this is such a, <laughs> I don't think we're, I don't think we're thinking of our, of the audience at all. I think really this is just an experiment for us, the, the owners. <laughs> uh, oh, can me I and you. it with you? Oh, thank you. Oh, this is. Gabby, this is your idea. Yeah, okay. You get at least okay. seven, you get at least seventy percent. Oh. I just I just want to be able to fly over a couple times every day with my uh, with my camera. Yeah, and then you're singing as well, but you're singing from the aeroplane on a big okay. loud halo. Oh, okay. Well, then there's a little then there's a little bit of something in it for them. Maybe if they're fans, they might be they might be you know the the husband dragged to the to the concert all of them and and they're thinking to themselves, well, I did, here's the here's the hologram of Oprah I didn't know I needed in my life. <laughs> What is that noise? What no, on earth no, is that noise? It's, no. it's like it's like an airplane combined with a with a with a circus <laughs> seal that's been trained to sing the alphabet. Uh, I'd go through a megaphone, I imagine. I, I don't know. I yeah. But I, uh, here's the thing: don't, surely there are male Grobenites as well, aren't there? There are. Yes, there are. Yeah. Well, that's the goal. That's always the goal in my concerts: is that the the female Grobenites that bring their plus ones then transition over to having female and male grobonites by the end of the night that's that's always uh, that's always a plus when when i when I, I get the dudes to to say oh that was he's pretty cool he's a pretty fun guy no oh, that's that how perfect is that and i know you win the over. you completely win the over. tony bennett told me tony bennett said you know get the if the whole family's coming then you got it you got a long career ahead of you so that's that's what i I always, I always, uh, I always love it when I look out and I see, I see the whole, the whole group there. I, of course, we missed that now. I can't wait for that again. Yeah, I, that's what I was going to say. Is because I, I, all the interviews and everything that I've read about you say how much you love the audience and you want to get the audience involved on stage oh, and yeah. you pull them out. There's some story about was yeah. it a vicar that you pulled out and he sung with you? That's right. Yes, and he wound up becoming a, like a YouTube sensation. And people ask me, surely that was um, staged and. Um, it absolutely isn't. We don't have the time. Like we, the, these, these moments in the show, you know, are fun for me because you don't know what you're going to get. Now the YouTube sensations, like I think it was Paul, his name was, you know, those become the high click, you know, songs. You get a lot of nights where somebody is just doing their best and it's, it's okay. And you know, the audience loves it because it's, they're, you know, from the hometown. And, but, uh, but every so often you get somebody who really has a talent and came into the show you know, not expecting to do anything except, uh, you know, buy a, a tote bag uh, and uh, and sit back and relax for a couple hours. Um, and then all of a sudden they've got 15,000 people screaming for them. And that's that's always fun. It doesn't happen every night. But if I'm feeling it in the audience and I want to go out there and I kind of want to test the waters. David Foster used to do that a lot. And I kind of I kind of learned that from him because I, every time he would do it, we would do a charity event. And uh, for those who don't know, David Foster is a brilliant, brilliant producer. And he discovered me and discovered you know celine and worked with whitney houston barbara streisand it's just one of the great producers of all time and we do a lot of charity events together when i was starting out and that was something he used to always do he used to always say hey who hey uh, hey i'm a record producer <laughs> who wants to sing and wow. uh i used to think to myself oh david david don't do this please david don't do this and sure enough every time even if the person wasn't good it was always fun and uh i try to i try to you know find that find those moments whenever i can Am I right that he put you on stage when you were 16 and you were absolutely terrified? Oh, I was. You know, I, I, I look at the TikTokers and the YouTubers now. I look at like, you know, some of these performers are way younger than I was when I started. And the, the poise and the confidence and the, 
like stars in their eyes to be successful are just so well honed uh, for a, for a 14 or 15 year old. And I was 16, 17, you know, going on 12 and I absolutely didn't know what I was doing. And I, I knew I had an ability. David Foster had heard me sing from a tape, but I, I didn't think to myself, well, this is my moment. I have to go out. I have to do it. I was thinking about class. I was thinking about doing theater at some point in my life. So, so yeah, having someone like David to kind of, you know, shoot me out of a cannon into the big leagues, uh, was something I, I would not have done for myself necessarily. So he saw something in me that I didn't necessarily see. And uh, yeah, I, I, owe, I owe everything in my career to him. But, but that fear of a 16-year-old, I mean, I, I was at 16, I, I, the shyest, shyest person on the planet, yeah. and yet I'll do live telling. You, you no were problem. too. Oh, my word. Yeah. I couldn't That's speak. so interesting. Couldn't speak. Yeah, yeah. But still that shyness comes back. Do you still have shyness ever? Oh, absolutely. I'm an introvert when I'm not on stage. I, I, you know, something flips in me into kind of fight or flight performance mode. It's not fight or flight. I, I, enjoy, I love it. I mean, it's like, yeah, a, yeah. It, it, I think, you, I think you probably feel the same way if you grew up that way, which is that to be able to express yourself through a great song, a great story, a great character, especially if you're acting and you don't have to be yourself anymore. Um, there is a, there's a, a freedom. There's such an amazing freedom in that that is kind of pent up. And so, you know, um, I, I, some of my favorite performers that I've ever been able to meet who um, just seem like absolutely brilliant wild animals on stage um, come off stage and they're actually very shy, very soft-spoken, um, spend a lot of time by themselves. And, you know, part of it is a little bit of my circumstance that, you know, you start touring when you're very young and you get used to, if you're a solo artist, you get used to just kind of being a solo person too. You're just always going from a vocal booth to a tour bus to a hotel room and it's lonely. And so you just kind of start to, you do, you do have a lot of time to turn inward, but, um, but no, I've, I've always been, I have never been a life of the party person. If somebody pulls me up to sing at a dinner party or something, I just, I want to crawl yes. into a hole. And, and, and um, I've always been jealous of actors in that way. Actors, I feel like if you're, if you're a star of a big movie, Nobody's going to say, oh, 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 please, please, Morgan Freeman, please just do that monologue from Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> you know, I, nobody's going to dare, you know, but if you're a singer, there's this thing of like, oh, give us a tune. Come on. And it's just part, it's just part on talk shows too. You're always asked to sing as well as talk, whereas the actors just talk and let's show a clip. But uh, yes, they are so you know, right. So, so you have. You're so, so you have right. to you have to get used to you have to get used to always being on because you never know when you're going to have to do it. And for somebody like me, who's actually very shy when I'm not on stage, um, and always ha like assume nobody wants to hear it uh, unless I'm forced. You know, it's it's hard. I, I had to psych myself out for a good part of my career to kind of have more of that um, energy to turn on the light. You know, than, than I did naturally. It's really interesting. And uh, for these podcasts, nearly, I'd say, 99% of the guests, all who are all um, actors or mm -hmm. performers or musicians, and because I'm very open now, I talk very openly. I've been hosting TV now for over 30 years, yeah. but I say Absolutely. I'm the shyest person around. And everybody yeah, yeah. and everybody that listens just says, but how can yeah. this be that, I mean, you're you're Josh Groban, so you're the world knows you, people see you singing in front of all sorts of people, but everything that I've learned about you and now talking to you i can see that there's everyone sort of forgets that the real person underneath there is saying 
please don't make me stand up now and do this in your own home. Please don't ask me those questions because actually put me out yeah. there on stage and I'm okay because that's a different, you put a different hat on, don't you? Yeah. You know, you mentioned Robin Williams earlier in the podcast and, and I did, I got to work with him um, How lucky. a couple wow. times. Through some, through, through, uh, the luckiest, the luckiest. Um, we worked together a lot in charity things. We, we, we would do, um, Andre Agassi had a big event we would do together and we did a lot of things for, um, a children's uh, cancer uh, group and a lot of children's programs, very much like children in need, but in, in the U.S. And you know, I think a lot of people would say this about Robin, which is that, which is that when he wasn't being the Robin, that everybody was just their jaws were on the floor, you know, in awe. Um, the the sweet, most soft-spoken, sweetest. Oh. Um, oftentimes, you just catch him across the studio or across the room, and he just kind of just be sitting by himself, not in a sad way, just kind of, just kind of re almost recharging a little bit. And I, 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 another example is Annie Lennox. I got to have dinner with Annie Lennox, who's who I've, I've, I've worshiped since I was very little and just admire her so, so very much. And I was lucky enough at one of these big music dinner parties to, to be seated next to her. You know, when you, when you look at your idols, when you look at people like Robin and Annie Lennox and, and other, so many others that I've been fortunate enough to meet, you just, you know, the fan in you thinks that, there's going to be this, you know, you really have to, you're going to have to step up the conversation because there's going to be this, this crazy energy, this wild performance energy that you're so used to seeing on television. And um, it's gratifying to know that even in those most brilliant of performers, that we are, we are multitudes, that there is quiet, there is shy, there is yeah. not feeling like being on. There is, you know, in Annie's case, she was talking to me about taking her kids to soccer practice and I, or football, you know, uh, footy. And um, I just found that to be so wonderful because um, it, it shows that we all can, you know, wherever you're from, no matter how shy you feel you are, whether or not you feel like you're given the platform to have your voice shared, even the greats, feel that way. Even the greats feel shy and they feel off. And um, that the amazing thing about performing is that you can, you can play the part. You can go out and you can express yourself in that way. It's why arts education is so important because you, especially in my country right now, we've got so many kids that are feeling just down about themselves, questioning everything, anxious about the future. A lot of them come from bad home lives that we work with in my foundation. And having a chance to do comedy and, and acting and singing and dance. Uh, oh, it, it opens up a whole world. So I'm glad it did that for you too. Absolutely. No, I, I absolutely agree with you. And, and a wonderful quote of yours is that you say that music is a healer and you, how right you are. And I think at the moment we, we need, need, so we need, there are two things we need. We need music and we need comedy oh, boy. and you do, you deliver both well, of those in, in barrel I, I appreciate that so much. You know, the most amazing thing about about visiting the UK after, after, um, really it, everything happened very fast for me in America. And it, it was a nice slow burn for me in the UK. And, um, and I think that the amazing thing for me in the UK is that, uh, I was allowed to, um, make people laugh and cry, which was, I was only allowed to make people cry in America. And, uh, and in the UK, I was given a platform to, um, to be a person, a real person, you know, and, that's something I always try to bring into my concerts as well. Is I feel like if, you know, the songs are all generally, if people know my music, they're they're pretty serious. Uh, and you know, if you can't have a laugh between between, you know, then I feel like you're not balancing correctly. I think we're all. I mean, some of the most serious singers that I know. I've 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 hung out with heavy metal like 
you know, because when you're on a record label, you go to Grammy parties and things like that. And you become friends with the guys from like Disturbed, you know, or wherever. And you wind up, you wind <laughs> up hanging out with these guys that just are, you know, painting their bodies and drinking blood and doing all these crazy screams on stage. And, and, off, and <laughs> off stage, they're just teddy bears. I mean, it's just the sweetest people you ever meet. And, you know, we, we are all lots of different things. And so I, I, I feel very grateful in the UK that I, I've gotten to be a, a serious singer guy as well as a, a, a right weirdo. No, but they love you to, because you make everybody laugh. And I also read that you love to make your band laugh, mm. which I just think, I love the idea of you out there, you know, you're, you're singing, we're going to talk about your new album, which is fantastic and celebrate me home. Oh, it made me cry. Um, but but that you're there with your band and you're doing, as you say, you're making people cry in the audience for good reasons. And then you turn to your band and you want to see oh. them losing it. Absolutely because losing it. That's the best. It's the feeling. best feeling because, you know, the band knows your shtick, right? The audience is seeing your shtick for the first time. But your band knows, you know, when you've got a line that just stays in for 50 shows, they, they know how you're going to, you know, generally get, get into each song and, you know, a lot of times a, a real tell for an audience is if, you, if somebody on stage makes the audience crack up, but the band is stone faced. It means they've heard the joke um, 150,000 times. So yeah. <laughs> whenever you can say my challenge every night is to say something that makes the audience laugh and my band laugh, because that means it's fresh. That means it's new and yeah. uh, and was spontaneous. And so I actually for me, my biggest goal is to make my band laugh. And I know if they're going to laugh, the audience is going to laugh. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So what happens to you now in this crazy time? Um, the As I said, the album's called Harmony, uh, and I was listening to Celebrate Me Home, and the, the whole album is beautiful, but... But what's happening with going out and performing it? So we're all going to buy it, and it'll be it'll be another multi. Oh, you're so album. sweet. Thank you, Gabby. Thank you so much. No, no, no. It will. I mean, it's that good. Thank you. But with this, you can't go out and perform right. it. And I know that you're ready. Radio City. You've been rescheduled yeah, till 2022, which I know seems like a very, very long time, and it is. Um, we are, you know, we're in a place right now with live performance where we, you know, we can't in good conscience make false promises right now um is it is it yeah, poss is it yeah. imp entirely possible that some form of live performance indoors will start to be okay again before then it's of course it's possible we 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 all hope it will be and maybe in the uk it will be different than here um i i hope for your sake that that's that's true because we certainly haven't been able to contain it here um i you know but but the, the, the biggest responsibility for those of us that have the, the platform to be up there and to bring an audience into our world is that you want to bring people into a place that feels um, safe. It feels relaxed. Uh, it feels like the way that it should be. When we return from all this, there needs to be a renaissance of good vibes and, and excitement and, and relief. Yes. And we, we, yes. we're going to need to 
to let all that out as therapy for our very, very tired minds right now. And the, the, for me, the worst nightmare would be to put shows out too soon for it to kind of be gone, but not quite. And God forbid to have to be responsible for uh, some kind of infection or something that would that would cause yeah, cause tension. That. And so 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 two things. One, we're, we're just trying to be very conservative and responsible for my fans because they are owed that our country is owed that from our leaders. But but two, we're also following the lead of the New York unions and and um, and Broadway and and everything else. And so if they're not coming back, we're not coming back. And uh, and so it's it's both. But in the meantime, we're going virtual, which has been interesting and fun in its own right. It's not the same, of course, but um, at least it gives us a chance to get out and and reach people and connect because we're all just so hungry to connect right now in any way we can. Um, so t- just talk to me about um, Celebrate Me Home, because sure. I, I actually I'm not going to sing it to you, but it was that embarrassing thing just before you came on. I was oh, sitting come here, on now. I was, I'm not going to do it now. Celebrate me home. So tell me about that one. Tell me about it. It's just beautiful. I, I love the song. I, I love um, Kenny Loggins is uh, is just such a soulful writer. Yeah, wonderful. Just wonderful. And, but how do you choose the songs? Oh, how do you say that's the one? That's the one. That's you know, the it's one. it's hard because you know when, when you're writing almost everything, you 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 don't you obviously want to to let the the best songs rise to the top. And there's obviously a, a process of listening and figuring out, and you can always be too close to it. Um, but, but when you're choosing classic songs and the theme of an album is, is, is songs that you've wanted to sing for a long time and songs fans have requested. And, you know, it's, it's almost more daunting because of course there are, there are more incredible songs out there that can ever be sung in one go of it, let alone 10. So, so it's, it's, it's hard. You just sing a lot. You sit at the piano and you sing and you sing and you sing and you meet with arrangers and orchestrators who, as you know, are the unsung heroes of our business because, you know, you might get a great orchestration that changes your mind about how you can interpret a song that you might have been afraid to tackle. Um, and so, you know, the environment that we're in also changes things. So I recorded half of this half of this album before quarantine and half afterwards. And a song like Celebrate Me Home was an afterwards song because all of a sudden the idea of, oh, we're going to have some holidays here. We're going to have some really special moments where we all look forward during our crazy lives to just being together, that it's not about stuff, it's not about the treadmill, it's not about anything else, it's just about um, the love and warmth of being with our friends and family. It's the thing I look forward to, especially when you travel a lot. And Celebrate Me Home just just resonated so much as I re-listened to that yeah. song that at some point the celebration of coming home is going to be so so big and this year is going to be so sad for a lot of people including me i'm going to be you know probably doing a, a virtual thanksgiving a virtual facetime with my brother for christmas when he's still in new york you know it's 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 devastating and songs like these remind us of you know what's what's worth waiting for you know oh completely Can I, there was a wonderful i saw some wonderful footage or and pictures of your parents in the San Juan Islands. Yeah, they live in Washington um, State half uh, the year. Yeah, that I I went there twenty five years ago to film um and about with the orcas, and it has yeah. never ever left oh. me. And if I say the San Juan Islands to people, they look at me and they don't know what yeah. I'm talking about. So I have to tell you, this is honestly true. Hand on yeah. my heart, I know I'm the other side of the the world, but honestly, this is true. When I saw that, I started crying because nobody knows what I'm talking about when I talk it's... about. 
the killer whales in the Isn't Samuel it Islands. <gasps> I went on a I went on a oh, whale watching word. boat trip a, a few years ago. I, I, after all those years going up to visit, I hadn't hadn't actually done the proper boat trip, and and I did. And they come up next to the boat, and it's to see oh. them in the wild because you know we I am you know we have Sea World and things like that. You know, as a kid, as oh, a kid, as a place. kid, you, you don't know how horrible it is. You know, you just go and you go Shamu. Yeah. You know, now of course you know, we know so much more and there's so much info about just how devastatingly brutal and unfair and terrible those places are. So when you see them in the wild and you see them come up next to your boat and there was a mama and a baby, it just, I mean, you know, I'm a, as a city kid, I just, I, you know, I've been so drawn to the natural world. And, and especially now when so many, so many things involving the natural world are at risk and on the ballot, um, you know, when you get to go to a place like that and you get to actually see see it um it does it takes your breath away i'm glad you got to experience that it's wonderful oh it I, it was suddenly it was the first time that i think i i i was so moved by the experience when they came next to the boat and i burst into tears you suddenly get mother nature whatever you want mm -hmm. to call it god or yeah, whatever yeah. everybody has their yeah, different interpretation yeah. but it's the most extraordinary experience yes, it is. and it's it's never it's perspective it. you know it's it's um, whatever, like you said, whatever religion or spirituality, it's just anything that like that, like that, that gives you, uh, even for just a moment, a glimpse of the wider picture, the wider world. And it's, uh, it, it's, it can take your breath away. You, you, you know, when I, I, I just watched, uh, you know, Sir David Attenborough's new Netflix special uh, that he calls his witness statement about oh, all that he's, isn't... which is extraordinary, oh. which is just, is, it should be a must watch. Incredible. for every student in the world yeah i agree um especially agree. during times of uh, where where so many of these issues are are up for a vote um you know and and you can see how well first of all what a i mean what an extraordinary uh life he's had and and, and experiences he got to have early on in his life i can think of i mean one of the luckiest people i mean to talk about somebody who who took the the good fortune of being able to have these experiences early on and continued to pay it back and pay it forward his entire life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, and you look at that old footage and, and, um, and you can see how anybody who has those experiences, who gets to, who gets to really find themselves face to face with the natural world in a, in a very beautiful and simple way, um, how precious it is. You know? Do you feel like that? Um, so you've been doing it nearly 20 years and, um, and I know you started when you were much younger and you were 12 and you yep. were in, you were 10 were you years the, I have to, I have to ask because were, you, you mentioned just kind of being shy and being in theater. Were you, were, were you also kind of like a theater kid? Were you somebody who kind of felt like arts in your school brought you out of your shell too? Yeah. But I only wanted to be a TV presenter from the age of oh, three. Yeah. That's all I ever wanted to do. You said a moment ago that it, it's been very fast. Do you still feel that? Do you mean the beginning was very fast for you in the, the States? Yeah. Do you still the, the, feel or do you feel that you've settled into oh, it I, I definitely feel like I've settled into it for sure. Uh, it's just that I, it was such an unexpected explosion here early on. Uh, I got a lot of amazing stars lined up, uh, which isn't common. You know, I mean, anybody who's in the business who had a big break, um, we all owe it to you know, a David Foster in our lives or a Clive Davis or, uh, you know, an Oprah Winfrey or, uh, you know. Uh, oh, don't, don't mention Oprah because I'm obsessed well, with who Oprah. Isn't? I, we need all... to, I want to interview Oprah. Oh, I want to interview her. I don't know oh, how to get to her. Oh, you would be a dream together. That would be incredible. 
Oh my god! But I can't. I can't get any well, contact. I'm. I'm not just six degrees of separation. It's twenty degrees it's, of separation. It's like how do you? How do I? You know, operator, get me the Pope. I mean, I mean, it's hard. I mean, you, you got to go yeah. through fifteen channels and pr- and pray on it. You know. No, it's easier to get the Pope. <laughs> I could probably get the Pope. I've got a number for Desmond Tutu, but I wow. can't get it for Oprah Winfrey. That's, well, oh. that's listen. Put that on a T-shirt. I'd buy that T-shirt at Grobenland. <laughs> I would buy that T-shirt. Um, well, listen, if, if, if uh, I was going to say, if you get me a ticket to Grobenland, maybe I can get you a contact for Oprah. But even I, who was, who, who I'm friends with Oprah, I, I couldn't tell you how to get in touch with her. You don't call, you don't That's call so Oprah. Funny. You wait for Oprah to call you. I'll put it that way. Really? So you don't contact her? She I'm just, you. you know, we mentioned my shyness. I never, I never want to bother anybody. I don't, I, I, for somebody of that stature, especially someone like Oprah, who's just been such an amazing, you know, support in my life and friend, I, I feel like, you know, my, my relationship with Oprah is, is like, you know, if Oprah wants to call me for anything, anytime, anywhere, 24 seven, I am there, but I would be afraid to, uh, to bother her about anything. That's so Every so cute. often I'll get a, I'll get That's a Christmas so call or, or, a, or a message and it's, it always makes my day. But, um, but no, you guys, you would be, you both would be great together. She's, don't, don't, don't. don't she's also, like she's that, also, I, uh, I she's also, obsessed. you know, a, a really, a really good interviewer uh, as, as well. So on this podcast, we always ask everybody what makes them laugh, that properly laugh out loud, that, yeah. that wonderful yeah. belly yeah. laugh. What oh, makes God. you properly laugh? This is going to sound so cheesy. You know, because I, I, I do like, you know, uh, I love weird comedy and I love, you know, sophisticated comedy. I'll watch, I'll so go back I. and watch Black yes. Adder and I'll watch, you know, I mean, the uh, UK has the best, I have to say, pound for pound, the best comedy in the world. Um, well, you love and I love Monty Python, Python of course. I love, I love all, all of those um, Faulty Towers and all that. The classic, you know, 70s, uh, you know, British comedy is, is fantastic. And, and I love you know, the, the quiz shows too, uh, in, in Britain are just absolutely have me people like Phil Jupitus and Noel Fielding, and they just have me in stitches. But I, I gotta say my guilty pleasure to make my very, very tired and frayed, you know, mind just go absolutely like teary eyed with laughter is news bloopers. I love, I love, <laughs> I love when local news goes wrong. There is something to me so funny about when, because they all start, they all start reading something with every intention. You know, you wanted to be in TV since you were very little. I imagine most of these newscasters just, they were combing their hair to the side and putting on their suits and makeup and, you know, looking in the mirror and going, I'm, I'm Susie so-and-so and and this is channel nine. You know, they've wanted to do it for, so there's this, there's this, um, a kind of mask that news anchors wear that's this kind of I'm going I've got I've got my stuff together so you don't have to have it together and we're going to tell you what's what and when things go wrong or they read something uh, you know unintentionally dirty or you know something <laughs> oh don't even get me started about when they put on costumes for Halloween I mean it's there is just something about when the facade of the togetherness of, of the news starts to break apart. And, and especially if somebody starts to crack up, like if one of the anchors makes another anchor absolutely lose it and they can't pull it together, I, I'm gone. It's just to me, that's Prozac for me. Oh, well, I, I mean, I love that sort of thing. I love it when things go wrong. I love it when people fall over. It makes me sound very warped, but it's oh. just 
it's the same. All those blooper tapes, I could spend hours. Absolutely, and and, them. I got, and 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 British news has it even more uh, together. There is there is uh, you know so so when somebody on on the BBC uh, messes up, it's it's even funnier because you know in America if. if if somebody messes up, they're going to they're just going to indulge themselves in a laugh for 15 minutes on air in, you know, in England. <laughs> if somebody on BBC messes up, you have they have to move on like there, there is no there's no stopping there. There is. I mean, stiff up. You're lip. right. Stiff, You're, you stiff know upper so lip. Well. They are moving on. And um, and so when it, when it, when when somebody when somebody on the Beeb goes goes haywire, reads something, knows it was wrong, knows they said, you know, um, you know, penis instead of Peoria, you know, whatever it is, and they just can't contain themselves. It's like this dry <laughs> smile that wants, it, they want to laugh so bad, but they can't, <clears throat> moving on. <clears throat> and that, I love, I love when that happens. I love it because it's, it's human. It shows humanness. I'm sorry. I'm so I'm so sorry if um, I, I said but, the p word on your on your on your on your pod. No, no, no. It's a podcast. You can say whatever you want. Oh, you can say anything okay. at all. Um, no, you really can. Uh, but I love the fact that you love comedy and that because people, you know, there's there's different people will say, you know, when I said I'm talking to Josh Groban, people say, Oh my god, he's an amazing singer. Oh, he's oh, so funny. Right. Oh man, he's a fantastic <laughs> actor. That's so they have nice. all of those different hats. But I keep reading everywhere that what you love is yeah, comedy. I do. That you know, that was my shield growing up, you know, as 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 a kind of a you know, kind of a shy and 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 you know, when you're shy as a student, you also get picked on because, you know, lions can lions know when there's a weak gazelle. And, uh, yeah, and so yeah. I was kind of weird and kind of shy. And so I had, I was a, I was a magnet for a little bit of bullying. And, and for me, I, you know, before I, you know, because singing was always so vulnerable, I feel like singing is very vulnerable and comedy is a shield. And, you know, singing for me was always the thing of like, I don't want to open up that part of my soul. I feel uncomfortable. The comedy was a mask I could wear comedy. If I could find the rhythm of making that jerk crack up or crack a smile um that was a that was a weapon that was something i could use to diffuse a situation and so there's and there is rhythm to comedy and so for me before i knew that i wanted to improvise in music i knew i wanted to improvise in comedy and uh and then I, you put you put notes to it and find you got you tap into the same instincts you know in comedy and in music um so I, I do. I, I grew up watching that stuff and loving it. And that's why to me, it was like when I, when my first album came out and I was just looking at billboards of myself, you know, staring, just having a seriousness contest, you know, on sunset Boulevard on these billboards mm -hmm. and I'm going, okay, well that's, that's part of me. Sure. Yeah. But you, you, you can't help but feel like, Oh, the whole picture is not, not out there. My friends, you know, would just razz me and say, Oh, oh super serious guy. You're such a serious guy now, you know? So I, I feel grateful now. You talk about the explosion early on. I feel like there's a much more well-rounded kind of. I've been able to to tap into a lot of those other things year to year that, that that have to be slow because you can't give everything everybody everything all at once. Well, I think everybody keeps need. They have to have your all of your everything because I think you're a complete and utter joy. And I can't wait to open Grobenland with you. Takes one to know one, Gabby. I can't wait for us to open Grobenland. Bless you. I, I feel like I feel like as the interview has gone on, I've given you. I've, I've given you more and more control uh, and, 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 and percentage of Grobenland. So I, I think we should end this interview with you. You basically have a hundred percent of Grobenland and, yes! and I will, I'll yes! just show up and, 
Uh, I'll do that. I'll, fly I'll fly over. over, but you know, I'll do that thing they do on talk shows sometimes where somebody's shaking the hand of the hologram and oh, surprise, I'm actually here for a moment. Uh, I'll, I'll do yes! that for 10 Perfect. hours straight. Perfect. I'll keep you to it. You are such a joy. Josh, thank you very much it's for joining me. an honor to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And the next episode is, I feel this needs a drum roll, Brrr, Richard E. Grant. That Gabby Roslin podcast is proudly produced by Cameo Productions. Music by Beth Macari. Please press the subscribe button and it will come straight to your phone on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you choose to listen. Also, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. <laughs>